Uh, what, what have you got on your list? Uh, so we've I've got um, debt. I thought would be a cool one. Debt. Uh, yeah. Um, just because I was reading a. Uh, I, I was about listen, I was about to lie on the microphone. I was I was uh, about to say that I read a book on debt that was really interesting. I just heard someone on a podcast describing uh, a book on a book debt that sounded really interesting. Um, that does sound interesting. It's pretty good. Um, or there's uh, authority, uh, jobs, or employment. I guess. Um, let's. I like authority. That's that's straight away. I feel like there's something there. Great. Okay. Let's do it. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. There's lotion, there's lotion. There's sometimes commotion, sometimes locomotion. Rank ideas. Take it to the bank, ideas. <laughs> Welcome to Rank Ideas. You're here with Chris. And Nick. And uh, it's the podcast where each, whatever interval we release these podcasts <laughs> at, we explore an idea from human history or human society and rank them all against each other. This will be very useful as a resource. And even though we're out here doing it for free, um, we will accept the Nobel Prize. Uh, well, probably across a few topics. Yeah, I mean, the, we're really spreading our risk in terms of um, how, many, how many times they can possibly refuse us a Nobel Prize. <laughs> you know there's no Nobel Prize for maths? Really? Yeah. Take that. Controversial. Mathematicians. Yeah. I guess I've got no choice. There's Sorry, the Fields Medal, which is, <laughs> I guess, their equivalent. But not as catchy a name. No. Not as, ha- not it's as pretty, household actually, recognizable, though. It's pretty good, though, Fields Medal. Yeah, medal. Name, name, better than prize, medal. Yeah, come you wear on. it. And presumably named after uh, early 20th century film entertainer W.C. Fields. I, uh, with only these two pieces of information, <laughs> I, I have to agree with you. <laughs> Uh, this week, what are we looking at? Uh, the concept of authority. Authority. This is an interesting one for the two of us, I think, in particular, because mm. I imagine that we have an unorthodox relationship with authority. But I'm curious to see where it goes. I mean, I feel like it's a great one for two people who are taking it upon themselves to make a qualitative judgment of all human ideas <laughs> uh, <laughs> to hook into nice and early. Yeah. Yeah, without, without a reference library in front of us or researchers or indeed research. In fairness though, so just, just for the listeners' awareness, so the room that we're recording in has a shelf full of books um, which it, neither of us curated, which is pretty delightfully buck wild. It's yeah, uh, um, the, be- the best feature of it is that, uh, what are they, probably 200? Something like that. I would say fewer than 10 have ever been opened. It's really good. It's Yeah, I mean, it's a damning indictment of the concept of books whenever we end up uh, hooking into that. Um, Zigzag Street. It's one of the titles. Maximum Ride. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's great. Oh, strong. Uh, Apologies to James Patterson, the author of Maximum Ride, for us laughing at your admittedly very silly book title. That said, if I had to name a book, my goodness. Would you call it The Business of Death? Because (laughs) that's been taken by Trent Jamison. (laughs) I'd probably call it um, He Is Risen Indeed. Autobiography. That's it. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Or just, or, or just, or just Nick refuted. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. Have you, do you take notes about your life? Uh, You're one of those people? No. You're so story not, driven. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. I feel um, the, yeah, I, I definitely have a bad grasp of my own personal timeline and the details. I, I just, I, maybe this is common, but I have just a vivid, collection of narrative points in my life which is just anytime i've been really embarrassed 
Mm. And I can just go straight back into that moment like it's a virtual reality room at any given time. And then the rest is kind of, I sort of remember. I imagine that's common for most people because the um, the strong emotional yeah. hit that you get. Exactly. Yeah, particularly given it would be in mundane times probably often. Mm-hmm. That, that's, you, you know, the... You know those memory competitions that they have? The, the, those people who – those savants, another concept. <laughs> yes, and great, great. Those savants who um, can remember like 10,000 playing cards in a row or yeah, right. things like that. There was a journalist who went to cover the memory, the annual memory competition and then and they were so captivated by the whole thing. And prior to that they would have said uh, uh, they had a, you know ordinary memory or a bad memory as most people say. Yeah. Um, and then they went back the following year and won because they – They did. Yeah, the because they realised it was just a, a bunch of exercises to mm. do. It's like you just have to train yourself like going to the gym. Yeah, I'll admit the couple of people I know who are all people who facilitated courses that I've been in the room for where they have the thing where they, you know, pride themselves on being able to remember everybody's name. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that was that was one I think of in particular because I remember accidentally thwarting – <laughs> the, uh, the the person doing it by um just getting a haircut Moving between between oh, two right. of the days yeah. and that which is then I did I wasn't trying to hack how he was doing it but and right. I I was like okay this is it's something to do with remember like uh, association like associative exercises I guess yeah they always say because um, forgetting names of people once you meet them is a common one they always say to repeat it back and yeah to like you know, come up with something a big because I th- the, I think Bill Clinton can famously remember yeah right. everyone that he's met like that are you good um, at remembering people's names chris no look some sometimes uh I, look I, I guess like everyone i would say no but I, I don't think that's true i i do meet a lot of people and uh, last week for example at a gig uh, a man came up to me at the end of it and said chris well done and there's a man in his 60s and i was just sort of blown away i was like oh chris haney and here's a man i'd only met once 17 years ago or something like hmm. that um he's friends with my dad right yeah um, but I don't know. He was so warm that there were other cues there, you know. Sure, like, yeah. This is just someone who's seen a gig. It was like, oh, this is someone who's you know, having some emotional totally warmth to me in this moment. Yeah, uh, they say to get those – the only reason I brought that up for the embarrassment is because to get the cards, like to remember something, they, they, you create a story yeah. for memory. And um, the advice, one of the tips is to create a really striking memory that's attached to it, mm. to the story. So – something that looks funny or ridiculous or, you know, I guess. We're a long way from authority though. <laughs> That's all right. We'll probably rank story next episode. That's not, not a promise. Not could, a promise. That could, be, that could be a 90 minute episode for you. Yeah. I'm insufferable. Which segues to oh, the topic of closed. authority. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you perceive authority in your own life? So I think of myself as authoritarian uh, in my outlook in a, in a specific way. Like, you know, I, as in inst- instinctively, I just want to liquidate e- cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want, um, I want, uh, experts to, uh, be able to hold forth in, mm-hmm. the, in the public sphere and for people mm-hmm. to listen to them. And mm-hmm. my favorite thing is to, I've had a lot of success personally from, um, having ex, you know, from listening to experts and geniuses, uh, if you will. G- yes. Genii. Uh, and um, and then where it all falls down for me is that my uh, standard and benchmark for what I consider an expert in something is uh, or a person who has authority is um, impossibly high. So mm-hmm. the yeah, really, it leaves me with this weird desire to have like about six people worldwide be the pe- be the be the people that everybody listens to. 
given that everybody would have a different six people if that were the case, do you feel like the sort of the tug of um, the public sphere is is you know a fair representation of how authority should be mapped? It's an interesting one. I remember listening to an interview with a guy who is an academic specialising in argument, uh, who had this who uh, has this incredibly optimistic view that all of the um, heuristic aspects of the human brain that make us as individuals bad at arguing mm-hmm. are completely irrelevant because as a group organism that's designed to exist across thousands of years, um, argument takes care of everything because over a, over a long macro period of time, um, good arguments rise to the surface and bad arguments are eliminated at the, at the global level. Um, I, I certainly like thinking about that, but, uh, you know, that's pretty cold comfort to... You know, yeah, to, to hundreds to, of millions of people any, disenfranchised to any individual, any time yeah. in human history, <laughs> yeah, or, or massively advantageous to certain individuals at any <laughs> yes. time in human history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always have to think about that uh, in terms of um, communism because communism, um, you know, seems to be. I know there will be a lot of advocates out there online. It's extremely popular to say people are communists, but it seems to have been demonstrated to be a bad idea in many respects. And one of those is other things that people think are bad ideas, like say, uh, nation or, or profit or religion, those things um, in, the, in the communist ideal don't exist. But there seems to be some sort of uh, net desire that humans actually have to have some of those things. And, and so to, to have the, you know, a, a communist system in many ways against the will of people who don't want to have those, that system, you have to have an authoritarian system. So you have to have political prisons and all these other things mm-hmm. that are really horrible. Um, you, you know, you have to silence voices and things like that. You don't, you don't have... You don't seem to have a genuine um, pluralist liberal society, which, which I guess are also other concepts that we can rank. And will. It's a, don't yeah, worry. Don't worry. These are big ones, yeah. Yeah, don't worry, listeners. If you're worried that there's a single human concept that we won't eventually get to in no. this podcast where we, where we rank exactly one idea per episode, mm. it, rest assured, we'll get to all of them. The point is to rank every, I mean, what would be the point? If we yeah. missed bread or something like exactly. that, we'll be like, well, this, is, this yeah. list is incomplete. Who you, cares exactly. if, if fascism is higher than the male? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, not a spoiler. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Presumably low. Don't yeah. worry. We, lo- we love the male. For yet again, don't, don't write in. <laughs> yeah. Excusing us of not loving the male. Um, I, I, I have I, an element to add to that please. authority conception, if, if I may. Yes. Because um, I too love it when um, experts are in charge of things. And um, I did, uh, as part of my master's, I did some um, international environmental governance. And I don't know why this theory entered into that, but uh, someone was talking about, uh, I think for good um policy or for good authorities to exist they have to have legitimacy that was one of the Mm. the concepts and i think legitimacy is really closely tied to the authority here because we all know i hope that arbitrary authority or authority in um the in bad hands or unchecked is a total disaster like i mean authoritarian is a shorthand for a, a very very bad society even even in this modern world where a lot of words that we thought were definitely going to have a permanent negative valence seem to not anymore. I feel like, yeah, you're not going to find someone who's going to, you, I mean, I'm sure you will, but you, you can will, find few people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can find few people who will be like, well, yeah, as an authoritarian. Mm. Yeah. Which is, I think funny because I think uh, given the appropriate, if you, if you, if one could map useful legitimacy and utility, probably both of us would be proud to be authoritarians because the idea that um, authority would be proportionately mapped to capacity to provide use, uh, 
that could be great. Except it does it. It, we, it can't be done. So you need, or at least certainly now. Is is it? Spheres, it cannot be done. So is, it has to, you have to have something else. Is it just that practically authority isn't a synonym for expertise, like someone like me might naively dream of? Yeah. And what it is, it's an invest. It's an investment. It's a thing. It's a by which I mean, it's a vested. Power. It's yeah. Power. It's a it's a thing that is um, formulated and then given to so and then afforded. Afforded is probably the better word to to someone or someone's. I'm sure many people out there are thinking, "Oh, my boss has authority over all these things, and that's great." Or my boss has authority over all these things, and that's a, a fucking nightmare yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. me. And it sucks for the outcomes of what we're trying to do together yeah. or whatever. So I think authority in itself is a pretty, perhaps a neutral, a neutral con- concept. Mm. Which, but I think it is an extremely useful one. It's definitely. I mean, I would hate to see a society without it. Like you know, no, like ev- everybody has equal capacity to regardless of their um, competency or the work that they've put in to learn something or their, the use mm. of their ideas. It's, I definitely think about if I do the thought experiment, when I see people talk about um, smashing the state or mm-hmm. ending, ending capitalism mm-hmm. ideas where, you know, um, I'm fairly relaxed about those as outcomes that might happen. And yeah, like in and of themselves, are you you're relaxed at the idea of smashing the state? Uh, it's not, it's not my goal or intention, but it's, it's not the sort of thing like to me, that's not like that. It, to me, I look at them like, well, yeah, that's just another game of winners and losers. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's sure. yeah. So of which I would probably be a loser. So I'm not relaxed about in terms of like, well, as, you're pretty the, strong. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I don't have a lot of practical skills. I feel like, um, and I'm and I'm. Uh, often, but do you think you're rewarded for your practical skills by the state? I don't think you are. Well, more maybe more than I would be by the by the revolution. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, like I feel like I mean, depending it would depend what kind of revolution was coming, but I wouldn't want to. I, I don't know if I'd want to make a bet that whatever kind of if, if there was violent revolution that I that yeah. that they'd be like, oh, and we need Nick, we need Nick Delatovic as opposed to it's like well, that sort of chaos waving through everything mm. sort of hurts, you know, arbitrarily anyway. So and I don't, I, I, that's why I was surprised. Really, like I'm pretty relaxed about it. I mean, I you know I don't think states are necessarily a good idea. I think that the the, the inherent violence of the state is is awful on a lot of fronts. Another idea that we should absolutely look at, but um, the idea of it dissolving and then, like you know, I'd, I'd you'd want to have a pretty mapped transition that everybody was invested in. And this is what I'm gonna this is what I was gonna say, which is that yeah, the reason I'm not um, the reason I'm relaxed about it is a thing that might happen, but why I, I also take no joy from the idea, or it's not my uh, passion or excitement, is because my hunch is that. I mean, we've se- my hunch is that we've seen what revolutions do mm. and we've seen how they play out and uh, the idea of re- – and, again, we'll have to rank revolution separately. Mm. But, the uh, yeah, for me – and this, this coming back to authority, if I if, – if, you know, imagine a really smashed state, like you smash it to bits and you yep. end capitalism and then next – you know, and then the next day it's like, okay, new society, let's cook it up. Um, First thing we're going to need to do is pull out a rank of human ideas. <laughs> see what yeah, we keep. Exactly. Hopefully, there's some kind of storehouse of this information. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, wittily and charmingly expressed. <laughs> but yeah. But um, basically, the thing I find a little bit tiresome is um, a lot of, when I see people who, and again, I don't want to hold revolutionaries to too high standard of having to have every dot and comma worked out. Like I, I'm not a meticulous person, so it would be hypocritical. But when people who are talking about smashing the state, then sort of say something fairly basic, fairly glib, like, and, you know, and return the world or, you know, we'll just, we need a, we need a, a government, uh, like a self, we need self-government or we just need to re- 
we need to smash the state and go back to yeah, self-government, yeah, yeah. which to me, I kind of want them to define what the difference is between the current systems of government, all of which are, I mean, there's no, there's no aliens or geese uh, involved in them at yeah, the moment. Sure. Like it's, it's all humans. It's yeah. all self, like, yes, don't, I'm not being naive about the huge class differences and that yeah, there are yeah, different yeah. classes of humans that have, that have been negotiated, but. But it's also that like, I think that, you know, it's, just, it's, it's so easy to dismiss that um, our systems have taken a, a lot of time, tension and, and work of, 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 incredible people over generations to build. That's not to say that they're optimal by any stretch of the imagination. No. They're disastrous in so many ways. But to tear them down uh, arbitrarily, you know, like as you've said, we've seen how that goes. I, I just, you would have to, you would, for me to get excited about it, you'd have to prove to me that you wouldn't just very quickly recreate the same society. As in, yeah. I feel like the thing that no political ideologies are grappling with in any meaningful way yet, and you can't blame them because it's new information, is... Uh, our better understanding of literally the heuristics of the human brain, how yeah. human brains work, what the needs of us of as organisms are in a real way. And yeah, as you say, coming back to our topic, um, what intrinsic tendencies towards um, at the very least organizing gr- groups of people into a hierarchy um, based upon perceived uh, you know, p- perceived value and worth or, or perceived acuities in different ways like how much that might be um, like maybe it's not an intrinsic human wiring thing, but it's certainly a persistent behavior. So if you were going to change it, you'd need to, we'd need a plan and a thoughtful approach to change it. And then on top of that, once I think, and I feel like this is going to come up in a lot of the ideas is just the idea of scale. Like once you scale up past Mm -hmm. five people, past Mm -hmm. 10 people, past Mm -hmm. a thousand people, I think that's where authority as a, as an abstracted, as a currency like idea, as a thing that you can kind of abstract from, the personal into the into, yeah, yeah. into the societal. That's where it comes. Is like just when you've got tons of people that are all trying to be part of the same operation or uh, organization, then you, you know if you and when once you're ranged across a, geog- a you know a spread of space, uh, that means that you can't just have the you can't just have someone with the calm expertise in the room for every situation at all times. You need you need some abstracted idea of authority that can be. Um, consistently applied across a yeah. large group of people. And if you if usefully doled out, I think it's ext- like it's irreplaceably useful because if you think of a society that doesn't have any authority, like I mean I don't want I mean I'm, I'm sorry to sound a bit like Ayn Rand or something, but I, you know I don't I want the best How many times are you going to have to say that <laughs> across the scope of this? Hopefully never again. Uh, I I don't I want to see the the most capable people um in the positions that best suit them because, because and, and I often used to think of this because I, I went to a, a very ordinary state school um, but was friends with people who went to elite private schools and it sort of shocked me how all, all of them ended up in the top rung, mm. you know, of, of the class of things that you could do and, and all, the, all my peers didn't. And uh, I thought, well, hang on a second, this is, is this solely determined by money? That's outrageous because I, I don't want, you know, I want, if someone's operating on my heart, I want them to be the best person to do that. Someone yeah. who's naturally driven to, and, you know, not just because they had access to something because of money. Um, I, I, I've um, possibly softened on that in my own a- old age because I don't understand how to optimally build those systems. But, uh, of, of course, what, what human mind can. That's why we have the public sphere and the, the tussle of that, that social fabric. But I think that uh, the idea of... 
like I, I, I fired off a tweet this week because I was thinking about seizing the means of production. I was like, I don't want to seize the means of production. I want to seize the fruits of production. I saw that like, one. Yeah, because like I don't know how to, you know, run a factory or like, I don't, and I don't want to run a factory. And this is this is again, this is why I'm not a revolutionary because yeah, of my yeah. lack of like I can't hard skills. There's there's no hard skills. Yeah, but there's no hard skills out there anymore anyway. Whew. <laughs> I've been um almost um as a fantasy watching YouTube videos of people in Romania, mm. just their normal life because you know. They're in the EU, so I guess English people go over there and like, what's going on here? Where, where are these Romanians come from? You know, it's an inquisitive ones go over there and make docos, and they're just like, it's so interesting. She gets up and you know makes fish, and then they eat and they they grow their own food, and it's just sort of like this sort of um, survival porn or something. Uh, you know, in the way that like The Waking Dead is compelling to people because they're like, oh, if I had to, what would I do? And you know, if I had to live, yeah. <laughs> if I had to be responsible for my life in any way, that definitely it's, uh, it's doing it for me. The, that, I don't care about the fiction so much. I much yeah, like, yeah, I'm definitely at the hard opposite. Like I feel because you know that's what I recognize at the at the um, I feel and detect that at the heart of a lot of your kind of basic nostalgia narratives that you have now. If it's like, oh, you know, we've you know none of none of us like uh, we're just sitting around watching TV and we're yeah. not actualized and you know we used yeah everyone used to have jobs and whatever which you know regardless of whether that's true or not yeah and I'm just like again I I can't. I, I really like goofing off. So, yeah, the, yeah, and, yeah. and there's no part of me that's like, oh, maybe I'd be happier if I had to work harder. Like, you know, I, I used to have to work slightly harder than I did now, and I didn't like it, <laughs> didn't care for it. And I mean, yeah, but obviously the downside of that is that if, as you say, if this little bubble, this minute historical bubble we're in that is affording me the ability to have a goof off life, to be leisure class basically, um, bursts, then in whatever new world I get spilled out into, I'm going to be a hundred percent relying upon the worst parts of my selfhood, which is just my ability, my hopeful ability to just ingratiate myself into um, environments and uh, negotiate status and authority for myself free yeah. to any actual intrinsic yeah. value. And um, remember, I'll, remember Simpsons episodes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. For instance, but also, yeah, or just, you know, just, just be, um, just be somewhere it's like, oh, we kind of, yeah, we like having this guy around. He's nice. He makes it feel good about ourselves. Like really my, you know, I feel like the hard, the closest I have to hard skills is just being some kind of like slightly mustache twirling vizier. Yeah. In, right. In like some, in, in Who some eventually genre. Eventually gets eaten. Definitely eventually gets eaten. But, um, but I, I, oh, sorry. But yeah, coming, coming back to the idea of authority, maybe that's my qualm with it is it just seems, it reminds me of things like currency or status or wealth where it's just, um, uh, where it's a hackable system, and that yeah. for me, that's not. I'm not. Um, I'm not a. Ma- I'm not a meritocracy guy. Like I'm pretty. If there's one thing I'm relaxed about, it's the idea of people getting stuff without having to deserve it. Like I don't want people. I hate the idea of people having to deserve things to get them. That's that's not good. It's so funny you should say that. I, I, there was an article in the Atlantic a couple of weeks ago that was looking at how um, meritocracy has ruined happiness for so many people because it's is it because at least in the past the aristocratic class could go around and just like faff off and like, you know, just, just, you know, and now, they have, in now they have to work hard but, too, but, but not even, yeah, exactly. Now anyone who you have to work hard to get to the top tier of society and to stay there, you have to, you're anxious as hell. You're, you're you know, you're working all the time. There was one quote that they took from a, a Harvard, uh, uh, business school of someone who was talking about how important it is to have a, a, re- a work-life balance and he said the, the 10 minutes that I spend with my son at the end of the day <laughs> I wouldn't trade that for anything <laughs> like, what what smaller unit could you have than 10 minutes the, the, the kid would probably trade it for a few things yeah I, but yeah see this this strikes you know uh, to the heart of my personal value system because um, as as Chris knows but just so you know gentle listeners um, I make about 
70 grand a year, which um, is extremely fortunate position to be in. Um, and I uh, have over years kind of put it together so that I um, get that working about 20 hours a week mm-hmm. um, in very, in like small little grabs through the week. Um, and yeah, I have, a v- otherwise I have a lifestyle where I get up really late most days or had the choice to um, spend a lot of time just goofing off and reading. Um, I pursue a lot of personal projects as well, but um, yeah, really uh, it's, yeah, it's, I'm basically, I'm living a semi-retired type lifestyle and mm-hmm. I'm in my late thirties. And a lot of that is for me specifically going, okay, the, when I describe myself as leisure class, like to me, that's it's once you're above a certain level of uh, privilege and luck in life, um, it's which I'm lucky to be. It's it's a choice. It's a it's an idea. Like it's not like for me. It's all it's because because I'm you know in the cushy end of the rest and world. I it's all it took was me going. Uh, okay, I am gonna just think about what I actually care about wanting to do or not wanting to do. And I'm just going to make sure that I do as little of the things I don't want to do as possible. Um, and then, and you know, and then spent like 10 years kind of chipping away towards that. But I think, I think we're missing something here, which is that um, like, that's absolutely, you know, I, I think that's a, a hard decision and, and, but at the same time, extremely easy and very admirable in many ways, but because it's, it's because not, I mean, many, it comes from partic- completely venal places and most people, course. most people will never have the choice to do it. Most people yeah. worldwide will never have the choice to make the choice that I do. That said heaps of people that I know could. Mm, yeah. I think that's yeah in our society. Absolutely. Yeah. Far more people could make that choice. Um, but I think that what's missing is that the, uh, I don't know. You you must know my views on work in general. I, mm. I, I gave a TED talk on it. You know, like I think it's I think most work that we do is like pretty unnecessary compared to a lot of things that we could be doing with our time. But what we're missing is that pre-settled agriculture, like like you when you're saying you get to be the leisure class because of this big complex society that we have and and you know the the, the wealth. Actually, and and me finding a way, finding a little niche where I can sort of side. suck off it. Yeah, like yeah. again, I I can't. I'm not doing it in a vacuum. I'm doing it in a context. Yeah. I mean, so, look, certainly we couldn't be if, – if society ended and, you know, we wouldn't be I, – I, I can't invent a microphone or, like, you know, I can't invent this podcasting gear. I, I wouldn't even tr- – I wouldn't even meaningfully try to survive because probably yeah. most, most versions of surviving would mean having to go into some sort of enclave with less people. And I'm just – I like I, – I am too um, addicted to – socialization at the macro level and being yeah, around, being really around large groups of people. Um, like I'm the sort of person who, when I get a little bit tense, I'll go to a mall just to mm. be near crowds of people. And yeah, so I, there's, I would, I will have to just, I'll just have to, I'll probably have to stay in the place where everyone is dying, dying it on mass and die there. Like, um, so yeah. You won't have to you choose. <laughs> I to. will just choose to, to. Just so you know, you've got agency. Exactly. Least, yeah. But yeah. I, I, and, um, I, and when that time comes, I'll be happy that I goofed off as much as I did in the interview. Yeah, totally. I, I think I'm the opposite. I, I, I mean, I don't relish the idea of all the hard work, but I, I, I love the idea of being in a small society. I love it so much because I think I feel like so many of the things that we've lost and are just sort of a perverse distortions of our own human nature. Anyway, the, the thing I was going to say is that when the nomadic people walking around, you know, hard life, you know, people, shorter life expectancy in, in many ways and, and lot, you know, you don't get any of the luxuries that we get to enjoy. But people did work far less than that. Or, mm-hmm. Sorry, not far less. They worked about 30-something hours a week. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, that that work is like going around with your friends and picking stuff or going around, you know, just it's it's much more um, engaging in your own immediate life than um, what we do now is. I, uh, again, I haven't, 
I haven't engaged enough with any type of work other than like one that I like I did hospitality for 20 years and didn't mm. care didn't care for it like wasn't having a great time most of the time and now I do um, arts production and I work in a gym both of which aren't work to me like they're mm. too I mean they, they're effortful and yeah. I'm engaged with them with passion and a desire to do well and sometimes which sometimes you know uh, means like has some stresses involved in but really they're not it's compared to when I had like a job it's not like yeah it's it's not a, it's not work you're not it's, out there in the fields it's too nice and and still quite abstracted like both of those things involve me mostly being in a room talking to people obviously the gym thing is fairly practicable in terms of I'm like making you have a specific skill making a, yes experience but I'm like but also I'm I'm making a pra- an appreciable noted notable measurable difference on someone's body mm. but I'm doing it just by talking to them a whole bunch and if I and you know uh, I'm doing the same thing to people's arts practice in my other job, which whoosh, like as a measurable thing that that gets pretty uh, – people would have a lot of arguments about whether whether and how that can be measured. So, yeah, compared to – I don't want to take too lightly the idea that people who forget about then but now are doing, you know, really physically intense jobs um, or hard skill jobs to bring that up again um, – uh, like yeah, I'd want to allow for the idea that there's that um, again that that back in the day it was uh, still plenty hard and harrowing in its own ways. And as you say, just that idea of like this this modern conception of work is pretty new because in the past it would have just been like oh well no you mean do you mean just the essential things that have to be done through the day so that we keep mm. so that we subsist mm. so that we survive. Um, and it really is that macro level where you have to have authority to function. Mm. And that's been, in many instances, disaster, and in many instances, sort of, probably where it's pro- where it's well meted out, it's probably invisible. Mm. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Like it's yeah, it's if it's when the interesting question is the better it's meted out, is the less the less it's recognised as authority necessarily. Mm, the fric- there's not friction. Mm. Say, for example, those uh, traffic lights in Braddon take you know an hour to change and you can be the yep. next p- first person there and someone else can come and they get it straight away you know that that feels unfair and you're like oh well, these lights suck and I, you know i often think i would run them if i were a different person <laughs> so just i can't believe i'm sitting here in the middle of the night for five minutes because i don't turn that that's bad authority and mm. and and that really feels like the violence of the state and that's of course like one out of ten thousand of the level of the strength of that you can experience that unfair authority but i think that i think that it's still that's not the fault of the concept of authority that it is mismanaged. It makes it, you're talking about that example. Cause it just made me think about how as a cyclist, I just usually just cheat my way through the lights and, yeah. up, and upset everybody. Yeah, um, the, uh, I feel bad for other cyclists when I do that. Cause I feel like, that, you know, I'm, Creating bad morale points I'm, I'm for, con- for the team. I'm conscious that I'm making myself equally hated by both sides, but I don't feel I clearly don't feel bad about it. But the um, standing there for five minutes. <laughs> the um, it does make me think. You know, that's that's a stripe of advantage and privilege in my life is like which which authorities I have to obey and which authorities I just have to pay lip service to and then and and you know like sort of patronize that. Uh, that yet it's like oh yeah we live in a yeah traffic lights but then I don't actually have to um, stop at the lights if I uh, if I deign that I'm not going to in that moment and yeah and I mean my work situation I was talking about it's a bit like that as well which where it's like okay um, I I'm pretty I'm pretty normy law abiding person and you know like I'm paying my taxes and um, 
agreeing that, you know, the capitalist system is the one that I'm, that I'll engage with day to day. Um, also just a few, there's just a, a, I get a really easy run in my life and get to have a, a appreciably different life from a lot of other people just by sort of, um, gently, um, ignoring some grand cultural narratives about productivity and the value, you know, the value of work and deserve, yeah, deserving things and, uh, uh, fairness and things like that. But I don't think there's an authority that presses that upon anyone. Like that, that, uh, I th- it's the, way I, the cultural narrative is certainly something, but, but I think like, a, you know, like there are societies where states do make you do stuff. You're right. It's right. Yeah. And you're right. There's an order of magnitude difference between that and a place like Australia or any versions of that are softer and probably more narratively transmitted cultural, yeah. cultural thing, but it, that's, which is a real thing, but maybe more usefully ranked in our, if, if we talk about stories or, yeah, maybe more useful if we talk about stories. Stories is going to be – I mean, that's our that's our species trait. That's <laughs> going to be the main – Yeah. That's going to be the – My hunch is I'm going to have a pretty dim view of it really as someone who spends most of my time obsessed with it in, to, in a ranking case. That's a, speaking of a ranking case. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so authority. I think authority is definitely above um, – definitely above – what was the last one we had? Genius. Definitely above the male. Above – I don't think you can have prisons without authority. So generosity without authority. I, in, I'm, I'm putting pri- it in the top two. Imprison one so far. So imprisonment is second. So if we put it above imprisonment, it would, it would be at least second. Um, yeah, just so for me, generosity and authority. Generosity being the current leader is the current number one. So um, I, f- I feel like again, we know that I'm. We know that I brought generosity up because it's uh, something that I. Uh, value a lot though not unalloyed but the I, th- I think for me my instinct about it winning out over authority is just the idea that um it has the ability if you have generosity in there as a force multiplier and some other things that i expect will be ranked high it has the potential to ameliorate the worst um outcomes of authority mm-hmm. as in if you have yeah if like i feel like authority is something that can be wielded generously or less generously like I, I feel like you know i feel like with the gun to the head moment with these sorts of where we have to decide the final position is like would i live in a society with like what would a society without generosity look like and what would one without authority look like mm. i feel like one without authority would look pretty feckless but i would rather be in it with like you know nobody actually getting anything done but people being nice to each other it would be feckless and chaotic than, yeah. and and in that case if it was that feckless and chaotic then i would want there to be plenty of generosity exactly <laughs> even more important more critical yeah i think generosity has to remain supreme do you, are you happy you're putting it number 2 yeah imprisonment um is yeah i imprisonment is almost one of those um maslow you know bottom rung of the pyramid yeah. ones though it is it is very important uh, even though even though it sounds like a really gross thing i, I feel like um in, in well, like we, we we ended up concluding that it was sort of critical because in the outlier events where somebody's going to ruin everything for everybody, which does happen, mm. you need to have some mechanism. And I feel, and again, we felt we would. I think we landed with imprisonment on the idea that yes, the um, the the strict mechanical expression of it, which is sometimes you need to restrict the geographical location of some people mm. um, for the you know for the benefit of other people. Yes, and then there was a lot of, but I feel like there was a lot of other baggage, like a lot of other versions of what imprisonment is that oh. we were way more critical of. I mean, I, I would abolish prisons in our society. Yeah, as a, absolutely, and that's why it's imprisonment and not prisons. And yeah. uh, but I feel like, yeah, with authority, I feel like we've come up with less damning 
Which is yeah, so funny indemnity. because authority is literally responsible for the worst of, yes. of humanity. <laughs> exactly. But uh, it's not authority of its own sake. It's, it's, it's a whole bunch of other narratives. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. the dim view of story. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Can't wait to see what happens. All right. So what's the list? Uh, so generosity number one, authority at the new number two. Ring a ding ding. Imprisonment three, lunch number four. Great. Harnessing electricity, number five. Mail, number six. And... Coming last, uh, I'm quite happy to say the concept of genius. Still in the top 10. Yes, you're right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you.